Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Newsworthy. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Steady Steve. How are you doing today? Doing great. You? How can we be wrong? We may have the return of VNHL at some time in the not-too-awful-distant future. Yeah, we very well might. I think it'll probably happen, to tell you the truth. Until the first guy gets sick. Yeah, true. That'll end it. Well, they might. I don't know what they're going to do for sure. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be... I read the only thing I know is about the 24-player structure. I didn't actually listen to the press conference yesterday, oh. um, but I'm assuming it'll be some sort of bubble thing idea where they're all in one kind of central area. But if not, then I really don't know what they're going to be doing. Well, there are, uh, and, and there is a little leeway into this, but the the hub cities, they will be. Two hub cities, one for the Eastern Conference and one for the West. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't think they've figured out yet what happens whenever they have to meet. But my guess is it's kind of the way they hint and talk that it's likely that once it's down to four teams, they'll probably consolidate to one of the hub conference uh, hub cities. I'm almost certain that Vegas will be one of them. That makes um, sense. Vegas has a, a ton of empty motel space. Yeah. Uh, a new venue. Well, they've been uh, offering it to multiple different sports teams, too. So Right. So I think that that one, and they have not announced the Hub City. St. Louis is not one of them. And I've, I think there's some spin going on. I kind of think they, they know, to me, they know that Vegas is one, and they don't know about the other. But they threw out teams like Chicago's on the list. I mean, that's basically the epicenter for coronavirus. Why in the world would that even be considered? Um, the um, you know some cities I just don't get. But most of the pundits will tell you that they think that it'll go to maybe a, either Florida if they'll try to run it in two U.S. states because it's because it's open down there still. Yeah. And uh, or yeah, that's they, but I think they would like to run the other one in in. And uh, the Canada, if they can get the travel yeah. situation resolved, which I think they will, and I think one uh, to me, I think one will be in Canada, Vancouver, maybe, you know. Uh, so you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. But aside from that, each conference will do their thing. The top four seeds uh, will have a round robin tournament, so they each play three games against each other. While the other uh, uh, that that leaves um, eight teams will are seeded by the way they finished and order the regular season by points percentage, and um, 
so they will play each other in more of a standard format with the exception of the first round's best of five. Of course, that adds an extra round is what they're essentially doing. Um, and, uh, uh, but uh, that, that, that is the gist of it. There are a few things that they don't, frankly, know, like the players want to do seeding by uh, ending your finish. Uh, and reseed, I believe, while the league seems to want to keep a bracket format. I've heard pros and cons for that. Uh, you know, so I think that's that's up in the air. Um, they they're still up in the air of whether or not the uh, the top four teams. That, that's one of the things. Uh, like the Blues, of course, finished first in the West. Uh, the way that the league wants to do it is to uh, have the round-robin tournament between the four teams determine the seeding. So uh, I get it. I understand it. And in fact, there's some merit to it. Because if the Blues have nothing to play for in those three games, then what are they doing? And they'll probably come in cold against one of their their next opponent, which will have been in the first-round playoff series. Um, so I think that's probably wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it does put their number one overall seed at risk. And uh, I, I don't know. I think that's probably a good thing. But uh, anyway, so those are some of the questions. And there, there are some, but there's without boring everybody to death, uh, I was – listening and reading on yesterday there are all kinds of things that they're trying to do um, limiting the staff to 50 i think it was in addition to the players daily testing blah 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 blah. it's a, a very detailed argument to start it um so I, I agree with you i think we're we're headed in that way if if we don't wind up in a mess over memorial weekend which i think is possible uh People just kind of went and got stupid on Memorial Weekend, and not, they're not social distancing at all and things like that. I'm not one of these people who really uh, goes all in on that, but common sense has to take place, and what I saw in and around our own area at the Lake of the Ozarks was, uh, yeah, you're just you're just inviting this thing back is all you're doing. So Pretty much. We'll, we'll have to see in a couple of weeks what happens. Um you know, but uh, I'm pretty excited to get the possibility of some NHL playoff action. I'm good to go. Uh, I also got notified that uh, our uh, our fantasy hockey league is officially over now, and uh, I've, I of course have been crowned the champion. So uh, you know, the first wire to wire victory that I've ever been a part of. You guys are just going to have to try harder next year. Dang, that's a Dang. crap. So yeah. you spent. Five minutes of the opening <laughs> movie show. We might as well restart, but we'll oh keep come it on, there. let's leave it in there. Yeah, we don't well, have anything else really to talk about. Well, the problem is I don't think half of our audience cares, but we'll can, we'll leave it in there. Okay. Well, if you want if you want to restart, we can do that. So I apologize to our non NHL listener fans. That's all right. What do we got going on for our DVD releases? Well, it's a pretty thin week as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you got a horror film, a one-bedroom, uh, clickbait. Uh, you might be excited about Creep Show Season 1. I mm-hmm. bet you are. As big a uh, Scott Adkins fan as I am, I'm not excited over Debt Collectors, a uh, 
uh, sequel to Debt Collector. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not very good. And uh, the uh, there's also another sequel out here, War- Rogue Warfare, uh, which is a sequel to Rogue Warfare. This one's called The Hunt. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I want to do that. Uh, Witches in the Woods, Extraordinary. Uh, and the only film that I really want to see myself is Robert the Bruce, uh, which is not uh, not extremely highly rated on IMDb, but I want to see it. Huh. So, um, I want, you know, that's what's coming out. Yeah, I'm, ex- uh, I'm excited about the um, that Witches in the Woods, that IFC Midnight release. That one I might check out. There is a Watchmen uh, series, uh, an HBO release coming out. I see. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't actually watched that yet, but I do want to right. see it. So. Well, I don't have, uh, I don't have HBO, so uh, I don't. I'm kind of intrigued a little bit by Abe, which is a kind of a coming of age story. It says that he's a 12 year old boy in Brooklyn, half Israeli and half Palestinian heritage, and is struggling to cope with the family that is frequently at odds over these tensions. I think that'd be an interesting story. It's probably an art house film from the look of the box art. It's a little hard to make it out, but I don't remember hearing anything about it. But I think this is something I'd I'd be interested in seeing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, just just to throw it out there. Yeah. Now I get all that. So. Yeah. So well, that's well. that's our, our DVD release for the VOD. Yeah, I got some VOD releases. It'll be fairly interesting anyway, um, if I can end up getting to them anyway. Here recently, it's been a pretty slim. I know this week was fairly slim on DVDs, too, so that was kind of interesting yeah. in and of itself. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's really pretty hard to get everything together, if that makes any sense for, for releases and everything. So it's kind of hard to tell yeah. as of right now what exactly the releases will be. So I'll go ahead and skip them, but we will go ahead into our remasters, which Scream Factory has quite a few. Um, we've got Glengarry Glen Ross, uh, Collector's Edition. Um, so that's a, a Shout Select release. A couple anime releases. Uh, Tokyo Godfathers is one of them. Uh, when mm. Calls the Heart, Finding Home, and a Moving Picture. And uh, that's it for Screen Factory and Criterion does not have any releases planned for this week. So a pretty slim week all around, it seems. Um, but, okay. yeah, that's what it is. Well, for for our local listeners, I would say that there are, we have one theater, one of course, the drive-in. And I will say that uh, they have an interesting lineup this week with nothing new on side one. They have E.T. and Despicable Me. I realize you're going to be extremely thrilled with that lineup. Uh, on side two is an interesting pair of films, Jurassic Park and Jaws. Now, uh, I, I've never seen Jaws on the big screen. Might be pretty interesting. What do you think of that? Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that's a pretty cool double feature. It makes sense. Um, both of them are kind of summer blockbuster-ish horror films. I, I think that makes sense. I think I'll pass on the first set, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have as big an ET fan as I am. I have no desire really to see it. Uh, uh, Jaws and uh, Jurassic Park, though, that, that'd make a pretty good, uh, pretty good fun night. Um, so uh, that'd be all right. 
that's yeah. coming um, this weekend, upcoming weekend, which will be the uh, 29th and 31st, through the 31st, for our local listeners. Yeah. So support your... I have yet to make it out to Starlight this week. Every time I do, we we were we really talked about going this week again, and then we decided to have our own outdoor theater featuring uh, the Burbs, and uh, then we got rained on. Pretty much. So by that time, it was too late. <laughs> so uh, we got the screen set up, and it looked great, and we got, what, 10 minutes in, and the lightning started coming. And uh, so either way. Yeah, we got uh, rained well. out on that one pretty good. <laughs> So I'm gonna have to go yet. Uh, yeah. At least the, maybe this one would be a good. Oh wait a minute! I gotta work this weekend. That's right. I won't see it at all. That sucks. I forget. That's my. I gotta work all three days this weekend. Yeah. So so much for that idea. Pretty much. So. Oh well. All right. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about for our our movie review section? I'll let you choose a review and uh, kind of go well, off. Well, uh, I'm that. trying to figure out what you have seen. That we've seen that would be the same. Um, uh, that's kind of interesting. I don't know that. How about if we pick one, each one, something that you've seen and something that I've seen. Okay. And quickly go through it. How's that? All right, that'll work. Uh, so uh, if I, I'll go ahead and, and dive in, and I'm going to pick. I want to talk a little bit more in depth maybe about another film after you see it, so I'm going to hold off on that. That would be On My Skin, which is a foreign film that I think you were going to try to catch up on. Uh, So I'll talk about the 1979 Chuck Norris film, A Force of One. Uh, You know, I kind of dig Chuck Norris, um, especially some of his earlier films. Uh, And uh, this one goes back pretty early. He's... And uh, I thought it was pretty good. I don't remember ever seeing this film. Uh, basically, he's a karate instructor, and uh, the cops are having a problem with uh, somebody killing cops using martial arts, um, is what they believe. So they're trying to recruit Chuck Norris into helping them originally train the police force in, in, the, in martial arts and then they were using him to maybe uh, his connections to try to figure out uh, who was uh, who was doing this. Uh, it works as a drama. I don't as an action film. There's not a whole lot of action film action to it. It's a cop drama through and through, and it works for that. It makes sense. They don't really extend it too far. It's uh, got some decent acting between uh, Chuck Norris and uh, Jennifer O'Neill, which is the female star. And uh, it's got some other people that you'll see, but it's just that typical uh, late 70s, early 80s action film. You commented on how creepy Chuck looks on the box art. And I always find it humorous around this time. They change a lot of stuff anyway, but it seems like around this time, they just use a lot of ad lib. Uh, So neither Chuck Norris in a black leather suit, uh, nor the car that they have on the screen or ever seen in, in the film. And... Frankly, it doesn't fit the tone of the film at all. It, it looks kind of dark and, and edgy, and, you know, it, it's, it just doesn't even fit the tone. Uh, it's pretty, I don't want to say it's, it, it's, it's content light. It doesn't have a whole lot in it, and uh, it's a clear good guy versus bad guy film. He's not, he's, he's really a good guy. He doesn't fit the 
persona they're showing on his box art. Uh, probably the best part about it is is how they do use the martial arts. Uh, he is training for a, uh, a martial arts tournament. He's the area's uh, a karate champion, and he's training for that. Um, so you get to see an occasional fight or two with him in it, including the climactic scene, which, of course, he figures out who it is, and you've got the big fight that built up to the end, which is pretty good. Uh, and uh, they uh, he... Uh, gets his uh, justice there so it works out pretty good for that and it keeps it pretty well grounded I wouldn't call this a martial arts film as much as uh, a cop drama though so that's my uh, that's my film I thought it was pretty good I rated it a six which doesn't sound good but honestly the, the film is kind of fun and interesting to uh, to watch I you know just because I like it a lot doesn't mean it's a great film you know what I mean you yeah, see these no, films sometimes this one appeals to me but uh, you know, it's not a truly great film either, so I kind of liked it. But yeah. anyway, A Force of One, starring Chuck. What do you got? Well, I guess my choice of films will be a movie called Bad Education. Uh, this is not an action film, but it is an HBO um, movie that they put out. Uh, put out. It has uh, Hugh Jackman in the lead role of this movie, and it's about... A high school scandal that went on where it kind of started off where a lady stole like $250,000 pretty much of taxpayer money and um, and used it just for her own gains and, and said she would pay it back, but um, it's pretty doubtful. And then um, come to figure out some other events um, happened and it just kind of exposes this I think seedy side of I think people's feeling like they have something owed to them that success is owed to them that they have all of these material things and they're entitled to it and uh, it's fascinating the characters are great um, it is from uh, Corey Finley who directed Thoroughbreds um, a very interesting film that was his debut uh, this one is also very highly rated and I think even a little bit better um, and it's it's quite a bit different. It's a little bit more accessible because um, that whole true story vibe of it alone will have you going, really? And um, it, it seems pretty accurate. And one of the things I liked about it was the movie never went overboard. It always felt like it makes sense. Every, every decision, everything that happened is interesting because of the writing. The story didn't need a whole lot of embellishments like oftentimes movies do. It's just an interesting story of its own. And, um, and it plays out that way. And also, I really liked the writing, that there's no mustache-twirling bad guys in it. They go, ah, 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 I stole the money because I could. It's, it's people that are kind of bad people but have good, good tendencies to them as well. So it makes these characters feel real, and it also makes their um, actions and uh, poor judgment that much, more, uh, that much worse because you kind of feel for them because they're people. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think movies get that wrong um, very often, and this one did not. Um, I gave it a 10. This is, I think, as far as drama films, the best movie of the year, um, pretty easily. Um, so okay. uh, this needs to get some Oscar attention. I think it might just be, it just depends on how many movies are loaded at the end of the year. But this one, as far as, like, Oscar picks, I think is a lock. As far as acting goes, I think Hugh Jackman will get... 
better get a nomination. He was fantastic in it. Um, and really the supporting lady, I can't I can't think of the actress's name, but she was great too. Um, and really the acting across the board's great. Um, so 100% worth watching. Um, what yeah. platform is it on? HBO. It's an HBO. So. Yeah, I, it might come out on DVD. They've been pretty good about releasing their stuff on physical formats a couple months after they come out. Uh, but I do have the new HBO Max streaming service, and it is on there. Huh. Well, that's, that's what I got. That's a pretty short show and kind of a bit um, put together at the last minute, but we figured we needed to get a Newsworthy out at some point, and, you know, now was the time all to do right. it. All right. So I think uh, I think right now it's you know maybe this will be the format that we go with on this one because we're spending uh, time on the other format. I listened to your the podcast from the other day. It sounds great. I, I think uh, I think the uh, it works out pretty good being on a new format. So all right, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, right. until check that out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate really. all the work that you've done on that as well. Oh, it's Sucking up to the boss never hurts. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not going to get you paid anymore. Dang it. <laughs> well, all right. I'll just not return your snowball. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll pawn it. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Either way, until next time, we'll talk to you all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.